Open up your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Samuel. Now, if you're like, 1 Samuel, who was that? So, in the Bible, there's an Old Testament and a New Testament. The Old Testament starts with Genesis, it's at the beginning. And so, 1 Samuel is in the Old Testament. It's like the ninth book of the Old Testament. So, there's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you'll keep going, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, and then 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel. I know some of you are expecting me to say, if you went to 2 Samuel, you've gone too far, but I am not the guy that repeats jokes over and over again until they become old and tiresome, all right? So, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm not. So, anyway, no matter what you've heard. Anyway, so 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now, here, here's the thing is we're going to talk about over the next several weeks, this may be like the longest series we've ever done. Because it's just such a significant thing of being able to recognize God's voice in our life. Now, for some of you, especially like this morning, that the message this morning for some of you, if you were brought up around church, it's going to be very foundational. It's going to be very like, I know that kind of thing. But it's, it's necessary for us to kind of be reminded that, you know, those things are built upon a foundation. And for others of you maybe that are new here or new in your walk with the Lord, or, or maybe you're not sure yet if, this, if you're going to embrace this faith yet. That there'll be just some things we'll talk about how God speaks to us. Because sometimes, you know, Christians, we have our own language. And so if you're like, hey, you're, you're going to begin to hear the voice of God. And somebody's like, so if I come here, I'm going to start hearing voices. I, I'm out. You know, I mean, that's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about, though, is that as we say around here all the time, that Jesus didn't come because humanity needed another religion. He came so we could have a relationship with him and a relationship with our heavenly father. And so in relationships, there's communication. He's speaking to us. We're speaking to him. And you're like, God speaks to us? Oh, man, probably all the time. But in different ways. We'll spend time talking about how he speaks to us in his word, in, in the Bible, to understand that. We'll spend a week on that and why that matters and why that's a big deal. It's the number one way, the way that he speaks to us most of the time. Is through his word. But, but then there's times where he speaks to us through relationships, through just, and I'm just gonna, we'll share some things that for some of you will be surprised, but it's gonna be so cool as we talk about it. It's just, I think it's gonna be a really good series. I'm excited about it. And sometimes, you know, even we'll have these, I call them these nudges, these Holy Spirit nudges on the inside, just kind of a knowing of what he wants to do. Uh, sometimes you've heard this phrase from me, God thoughts, just these thoughts that I'm like, I know that wasn't me, man, that had to be God. It was just, it was just the direction he wanted me to go, God thoughts. And so, so we'll look at a lot of those things and talk about that. And so today we're gonna start out with a guy named Samuel. Now, Samuel was an interesting, even from his very beginning, and we'll talk about this uh, just directly when we do our baby dedications in the 1202 service. But with Samuel, that the thing that uh, kind of his beginning started with his mother, not, she didn't have a child. It was an ache in her heart. And so she went to the temple one day and was praying. And she was so distraught and praying just so passionately that the priest heard her. And he thought something was wrong with her. Matter of fact, he thought she was intoxicated. So he's like, what are you doing coming here? Like, you know, like today we'd say, you're in church and you've been drinking? What do you, what do you I mean, so it was one of those things. And she's like, no, 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 I, I haven't drank. And I'm, I'm just, my heart is overwhelmed. The King James says this way, she cried out of her complaint. Or she wanted to see something change in her world. And so as she began to share with the priest what was going on, then he, he changed. He quit being adversarial and he engaged with her. And finally he looked at her and he says, and I'm sure it's just, it was a God thought that he had. He said, you know what? He said, 
God's heard your prayer and you're gonna have a baby. Man, she was so excited. She said, if God answers my prayer and he gives me a child, then I'm gonna give my child back to God. So a few years later, she shows up and she saw the priest. She said, you remember me? I'm the lady that was praying hysterically. Knew something that was wrong. I just had an ache in my heart. I was missing. You know, I just wanted to see this God to use me in this way. And you said this and I said this and here I am and here he is. And so God's given me my son and so I wanna give him to God. So it's just a great account of what took place. So we have this after that takes place. Samuel now, a few years later, he's still a kid. He's a child. And so we see this encounter right here. So 1 Samuel 3, verse 1 says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. He served the Lord by assisting Eli. He served the Lord by helping somebody else. What? Yes. Oh, man, I just want to serve God. And then God's like, will you go help them? Ah, no, God, I want to serve you. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. He served the Lord by helping. So it says that he served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. And my personal thought, it's because nobody was seeking God. They probably, like in our culture, had gotten so busy that they were doing other things, you know, they were, they were pursuing other things, you know, distracted and just, and we'll talk about that, you know, things that distract us or get in the way of us hearing God. But they'd done that, so, so there weren't a lot of accounts of somebody saying, man, God spoke to me, this happened or whatever, and so that's what was taking place then, I believe. And so it says, one night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed, the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle. Near the ark of God, suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? Now, I think it's right here we know that you know, Samuel's still, uh, we believe he's, you know, he's still, he's still a, a, a child, he, you know, he's, he's a kid. And so uh, I think it's interesting that God's speaking to him right now. And you know, the last few weeks with Pastor Mike and Kate, you know, when he spoke and then when Ashley spoke last week, to just let, to remind us that you know, God has a plan for, for people, you know, whether you're talking about you know, preschoolers, elementary, you know, junior high, middle school, high school. He speaks to my, my own story as a Claremore graduate. I remember, you know, that having been brought up in church, but it was really in high school where God got my attention about my life and about my future. And there were things he dealt with me as a sophomore in high school, that the things that he dealt with me, speaking to me in that season of my life, not at 50, but at 15, at 16, and the things that he spoke to me had such an impact on me that the momentum of those things have carried me to this point in my life thus far. So God speaks to us, speaks to our kids. He spoke to, he spoke to Samuel here when he, he was little and, and Samuel replied, you know, what is it? And here's the first point and it's just so basic, but to know this, that God speaks to you. But isn't it interesting, he didn't just had this random thing, he said, he, he says this, he goes, uh, he said, Samuel. In other words, he called him by name. He knew him personally. He spoke to him personally. Now, you know, it's real easy sometimes when we live our lives and we go to certain places, do certain things, then it'd be real easy to, to be at church and think, well, you know, I know that God speaks to like my pastor. Or I know he speaks to this person in ministry, but you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I just, I, I just work here at this place. You know, or I was brought up in this family and, you know, my family was kind of notorious and that kind of thing. Or I, I really don't have a lot of stuff in my life. I'm just doing the best I can to get by. No, no, no. He speaks to you. 
personally he speaks to you. He has a word for you in the season that you're in. Some of you could be in a huge challenge right now. And God's not indifferent to it. He sees you. He has a word. It's not just a general word. It's for you specifically. To direct you specifically. Man, sometimes it's good just for us to close our eyes and to say, I know that God speaks to me. I know that he speaks to me about my future. I know that he speaks to me about my relationships. I know that he speaks to me about my family. I know that he speaks to me about direction in my life. I know that he speaks to me sometimes about the broken places in my life or to correct me. I know that God speaks to me. And so I want to encourage you. One of the things I hope that if you're sitting here right now and you've never really had that thought, you may have thought, well, I know he speaks to the pastor, you know. He probably speaks to the pope. He speaks to, you know, different people like this. But he speaks to me. Yes, he speaks to you. To you personally. By name. He knows you by name. I remember years ago, I, you know, I, um, when I was in high school and I was younger, like a sophomore, you know, there were guys that were good enough that when they were in ninth grade, the coaches knew their name, right? And there were other guys that they weren't that good yet. And so when they came in 10th grade, they would go to Fellowship Christian Athletes because that's where their position coach went. You say, which one are you? I went to Fellowship Christian Athletes. <laughs> and it was one of those places, even though my reasons may not have been right, it was, it was like, you know, that God still use it. But I remember one day, I was talking to, to the coach, and I knew him, and I'm like, okay, we've kind of engaged, we've kind of connected, and as he's talking, I see his eyes glance down at my name tag, and I'm like, really? You still don't know my name? I haven't missed a practice yet. I show up every week to Fellowship Christian Athletes. I know I run a five flat 40, and it's not real fast, but I mean, come on, you know? But God's never had to look at my name tag. He knows me by name. He knows you by name. He knows you. And so we have to know this in this series, kind of the foundation of this, this very first point kind of lays a foundation, and that is that God speaks to you personally. To you personally, he speaks to you. And it's not just random stuff. Not just random stuff. Hey, have you seen how the cards are doing? No, it's not random stuff. Man, he speaks to you about your life personally, about the things in your life. Think about areas in your life right now that are challenges or things that you're seeking direction that you don't def definitely necessarily know, that he'll talk to you about that. I have uh, one friend of mine who used to say this. He said, I know that God speaks to us about whatever we talk to him about. What we talk to him about, he talks to us about. He speaks to you. He knows you by name. Pastor, some of my family don't even know my name. They may not, but he does. He knows you by name. No matter what the circumstances are in your life, no matter what season you're in, no matter how you were brought into this world, no matter how much money you have or don't have, no matter how much success the world would you, he speaks to you personally because he knows you by name. So he said that to Samuel. Let's keep reading here. He said, Samuel, yes, Samuel replied, what is it? Go on to verse five, says this. He got up, Samuel got up and ran to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? In other words, God was speaking to Samuel, but he thought it was Eli. So he ran into Eli and said, you know, what, what did you want? And Eli replied, go back to bed. Um, he, no, Eli said, I didn't call you, Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again. Everybody say again. Yes. Samuel, again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. 
Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. In other words, he was doing all the religious stuff there in the temple. But again, Jesus came so we could have a relationship with him. And so it's not just about doing the stuff that looks churchy. Although we do those things. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I don't want to make you know, light of that. But when it's connected to a relationship and not just a responsibility, it becomes even more powerful. So he's doing all the things, but he hadn't had that relational connection yet with God. And God's reaching out to him. So he goes on to say here, he says, So the Lord called a third time, a third time. And once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, Lord, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. So we have Samuel right here and three times the Lord's reaching out to him. Now, you know, we don't know if there'd been any of those other moments. We know in this moment that he'd had this moment that the Lord's reaching out to Samuel and each time Samuel thinks it's Eli. Now, here's, there's, there's a reason why that is, is because he was familiar with Eli's voice, but he wasn't familiar with God's voice. And this is what I found out sometimes when the Lord's dealing with us, if we're not careful, that we interpret it through the voice we're the most familiar with, as opposed to God's voice because we're not familiar with his voice. One of the reasons why some people get so messed up when the Lord tries to deal with them is because they haven't purposed to make themselves familiar to God's voice. And so they hear it through the voice of culture, or they hear it through the voice of secularism, or they hear it through the voice of this thing or that thing, as opposed to hearing it through God's voice, so they get actually through the filter that's healthy. But Samuel right here, he thought it was Eli. That was the voice he was familiar with. And I know in our own life that, that, you know, I know in my life, I know there have been times where God was dealing with me. And I would just kind of, I didn't realize it was him, so I'd kind of push it to the side. Or I know he was dealing with me, and sometimes he may use a relationship in my life, but I didn't recognize that he was using them to speak to me, and so I wouldn't really treat it with the attention that it needed. Have you ever done that before? I know I have. You know, it's kind of like there have been times in my life, I'm sure you've had this where somebody calls you and they go, hey, do you know who this is? And you've got that real tense moment where you're like, they're saying that because they expect me to know who this is, and I have no idea who this is. And so it's that temptation of, do I lie and say, I sure do, man, how are you doing? Or to tell the truth and go, tell me who you are. <laughs> and you know which voice we should keep in mind, right? The one that lies? No, not that one, the other one, all right? And so we've had that moment where people have spoken to us, we didn't recognize their voice, and so it's not until we recognize their voice that determines the response that we have. But I think that this is just a real truth that, to understand. Some people say, well, God never speaks to me. And here's, I, I believe that he does because he sees you. You matter to him. Well, how come I don't hear him? Well, you probably don't recognize that sometimes it's his voice. Here's Samuel and his, in beginning his walk with God, he was just becoming familiar with what God's voice was like. And so sometimes it's just an issue of becoming familiar with, with his voice, with who's speaking to me and who's talking to me. You could be in a great season right now where you're looking for direction. You're like, I don't know what to do. I've been there, man, where I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I know you do, but I, I don't know. Let me know. Tell me. 
And you know, Pastor Rick, he, some of you, I've had people get mad at God before. It's like, you know, he's not telling me what to do and that type of thing. And I don't believe that's the case. I believe he's telling you. But again, you just don't recognize which voice is his. I've used this as an example that when I was a kid where the splash pad is over there by the Italian food place, that it used to be the public swimming pool. And parents, what they used to do to get rid of their teenagers is they would drop them off at the public swimming pool. And my parents were no exception. And so they would drop me off there. But there and there's all this noise. People are running, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. Just lots of laughter, lots of noise. But my dad sometimes would show up and he would get to the fence and he would call my name out. And he, he may not be the loudest voice there. Sometimes he was. But he may not be the loudest voice there. But even if he wasn't the loudest voice, I recognized him. Do you know why? He was the most familiar I spent time with him. I knew what my dad's voice sounded like. So as we look at this series, you know, first of all, I want to encourage you. God speaks to you personally. Not just the preacher. Not just your grandmother who prays and reads her Bible. But you. Well, I, I don't know. Well, maybe you're in the place that Samuel is, is because you're have a, your relationship's not in a place where you recognize his voice clearly yet. And that can change. It can change. Well, oh, Pastor Rick, I'm not a very good Christian. I, I don't know that any of us do real good. That's why we need Jesus. But I know this man, my heavenly father, I've walked with him long enough to know now that he loves you. He loves you. He knows you by name. He knows you personally. He has direction for you personally. He has a word for you personally in the season that you're in. But we can be like Samuel sometimes and not recognize that it's him speaking to us. Sometimes we don't recognize his voice. Sometimes I've been there. Looking back over things and going, oh man, that was God dealing with me. Oh man, I, I could have avoided so many things if I had just recognized in that moment that it was God. And so, Sometimes we don't recognize the voice. Let's continue reading. We'll close with this. In verse 5 again, he said this. Go and lie down again. If someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so it says, and the Lord came and called as before. Everybody say, as before. Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. So do you see how he realigned himself, the way that he positioned himself, where he said, speak, your servant is listening, that he got to a place where he became, uh, you know, he became aware now that this is God speaking to him. So he said, speak, your servant is listening. It says then, everybody say then. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. So the first part of the conversation is the Lord trying to get Samuel's attention. Samuel. And he goes into Eli. What? Well, he went to Eli because he was more familiar with Eli's voice. But eventually Eli's like, I think God's speaking to you, man. Just respond this way. So the, the next time or the fourth time when God spoke to him, Samuel positioned himself to hear God's voice where he was able to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And then the Lord gave him direction. Then the Lord gave him instruction. Then the Lord revealed to him what was next for him. You're like, man, I don't know why God's not talking to me about it. Well, sometimes I know in my life I've had to go to the place that he last spoke to me. Because sometimes I was indifferent in that place. I was disobedient or didn't care, didn't get the attention, or so busy I would get distracted. And I found this out about the Lord is that sometimes he doesn't tell us the next thing until we respond to this thing. 
because we're in a relationship with him. It would do him no good to tell me the next thing if I'm not hearing his voice, if he doesn't have my attention now. If you're taking notes, number three is this. How we respond determines what happens next. The first time, the second time, and the third time, Samuel went into Eli. And after each time, the Lord just kept saying, Samuel. And eventually when Samuel's response was, speak, your servant's listening. In other words, God, we're not peers here. I'm not God. I'm not on the same level as you are. You're God. I'm listening to you. And I'm not listening to you any old way. I'm coming to you as a servant, which means I'm going to respond to what you want me to do. Speak. Your servant is listening. And says, and then God said. Then he said. In other words, the next thing he told me, then he said, you know, and maybe you're waiting for whatever God's direction that he has for you in your life. And here's the thing I would encourage you and challenge us all on. Is to be able to say, have I responded to the last thing that he's done? Maybe, maybe that's in the way of what comes next. Maybe that's the thing that before he speaks to me, before it's, then he says this. You know, one of my favorite accounts in the Bible is in the New Testament. In Acts chapter 9, there's a guy named Saul. And in that, Saul didn't like Christians. He didn't like Jesus. He didn't like the church. And so Jesus appears to him, and he has this encounter with Saul, and Saul all of a sudden is impacted and Jesus is challenging him and, and getting a hold of his life and revealing to him, hey, I have a plan for your life. But then Jesus says something interesting. He said, I want you to go to this place and it's going to be told you what you should do. Now there's a part of me that's like, Jesus, why didn't you just tell him right what he's supposed to do? Why didn't you just tell him now what he's supposed to do? And you know what, his re what the reason is? I don't know. I was hoping you knew. And so, but I don't know the reason. All I know is, is that that's what Jesus told him. And for whatever reason, that's where Jesus wanted to reveal the next thing to him. So you know what Saul did? He did exactly what Jesus said. He went to that place. And the next thing that God had for him, he revealed it to him. So many times we talk about our future. What God has for us in the future. What is planned for us in the future. But let me tell you something. The future is impacted by how we respond now. Today. At this moment, I, I want to be so familiar with his voice that it becomes recognizable. For years, I didn't know, and, and I think some of these, the ways that God leads us in certain areas are probably different because we're different as people. But I know for me that anytime a big transition would take place, a big move would happen, he would do, he would just, on the inside of me, he would create this dissatisfaction. And so I would just try to work through that, uh, that type of thing. But often for me, that my passion and my gifting was was being pulled a certain place. And so it became familiar to me. I began to recognize his leading and his voice. And so number three, if you're taking notes, is this, is that how we respond determines what happens next. I want you to do this. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a minute. Man, let's just spend a moment with God. Let's just take this moment, and maybe for some of you, your prayer right now in this moment is, man, God, help me to recognize when you're speaking to me. I know, I know what that's like. I, I would hang on to Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. In other words, it's like he says he's going to reveal secrets to us, things we don't know. So I've been there. I, and still sometimes in seasons of my life, I'm there. And... Ask him to point out if he's talking to you about an area right now that you would respond and not treat it like it's just any other voice, but treat it like it's his voice, like he's the one talking to you. 
maybe you need, you're praying for direction and you've kind of been asking God to reveal things to you, but there really hasn't been an expectation for him to, to communicate with you. That's an indictment on his goodness. He loves you. He's a good father. Good fathers want their children to know what they expect of them. I want my kids to know, and he's a way better father than I am. So now pray with an expectation that your good father wants to reveal to you what it is that he wants you to do, what it is you need to know. And just take a moment right now to just pray that you'll recognize his voice. And then once you recognize it, respond with the speak your servants. That's your way of saying, I'll do what you want me to. I'll just be quiet for a minute and you just spend this moment just there with God.